Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, Rob Manfred needs to start the voting right now. And Trey Young is looking to set the record straight on a certain coach. And Jarvis and Tanitra are looking to set the record straight on a certain player or position. And last but not least, and for the culture, LeBron is the GOAT. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you. In advance, ATL Day Ones is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in about five minutes, um, I'm going to tell you why Michael Harris and Ted Williams are being talked about in the same breath. Whew. But first, we got to talk about the um, the Braves getting the dub last night against the Minnesota Twins, six to two. And when you think about the uh, bashing that the Braves put on um, the Twins' ace, and T, I think one of the things that we have to like we have to make be conscious of and and not take for granted is the fact that Ronald Acuna is the MVP of the league and. I think that Rob Manfred needs to do a special vote and just say, stop, forget the rest of the season. We're going to go ahead and get this dude a trophy right now. And I think Nephew Ronnie absolutely deserves it, T. Indeed, indeed. And, you know, when we say we don't talk enough about Ronald Acuna Jr., it might make some people <laughs> laugh. But, Jarvis, right. is there really a point where there's too much talk about this guy? I mean, right. he is unbelievable. And I, I said earlier on the radio station – after listening last night, and then I think I even tweeted it out about someone who we'll talk about in a minute, Michael Harris II, but also mm-hmm. about Ronald Acuna Jr. There is nothing like tuning in, and the first thing you hear is that they have launched into outer space or the chop house, as it were, last night. <laughs> yeah. But then Ronald Acuna Jr. shows you some of the five tools that he has all in one game. I mean, you probably saw three, if not four of them last night because he had an amazing defensive play. And of course, the stolen base. And it just goes on and on. And then when you look at the numbers, you know, those gaudy numbers, those stats, if you will, that mm-hmm. make you just go, wow. This is a guy who literally in three at-bats went with the long ball. This is a guy who on the first pitch said, oh, it's out of here. I mean, just to be able to have that kind of eye that he has, it's just un I mean, it's just unreal. It's unbelievable. He hit two home runs. Of course, this is game two, right? And his first home run last night was, like we said, the leadoff home run. So you know yeah. that he can get on base, but oftentimes he gets himself on base and he gets yes. himself all, all the yes. way around, take it all four bases. So just to see what he's able to do. It's just been unbelievable. And I think what's the crazy number that we're at now? Is it like something like 37 and 70 as far as like the, you know, what he's on home pace runs for? Yeah. to stolen pay- bases yeah. pace? Yes. Th- that's uncr- right. He's doing things that just haven't haven't been done in forever. And when you look at the, the, the bigger picture of the fact that, yeah, when you talk about the Braves doing something three times in the month of June, that is hitting five home runs in a game, he's in the conversation. Yeah. When you talk about the fact that, they haven't done anything like the first two innings of game two since I think 2003. 
He's in the conversation. Everywhere that you look at the crazy stats that you're seeing from the Braves in the month of June, even 19 and four out here, belting 22 home runs in the first inning when the Mets only have 22 home runs. Let me check that because mm. the Mets have 22 runs period in those first mm. innings in the month of June and Ronald Acuna's name is stamped on every one of those stats. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. crazy. We, and you, and you think about some of those, some of the things that, you know, when, when Ronald Acuna was coming into the league, first coming into the league, like yeah. you started thinking about like, all right, yeah, you hear about hype, you know, uh, prospects and all that stuff, and, and uh, Elibet, uh, De La Cruz for the Cincinnati Reds, like, he's starting to come into a little hype, and first thing cut in my mind, I was like, ah, oh, you know, all right, whatever, and then you start seeing him starting to, you know, you understand why that hype comes in. And I think one of the things that that's, that we have to appreciate uh, from of Ronald Acuna is the fact that he's lived up to the hype, T, especially because – when you look at his numbers last year, obviously they weren't, you know, where where what we used to him ha being, right? Because of the injury, and now that he's fully healthy, he's one hundred percent healthy. T. These are some of the things that you have to kind of look at and say, you know what? This dude, barring any injury, this dude is headed to straight to the Hall of Fame. Don't pass yes. go. Don't collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> indeed, indeed, and even that effort that you remember. Sometimes people will question the effort in the oh outfield gosh. or the decision making. Oh, the decision making has improved. So you know, anytime we see the IQ, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, IQ that just goes up, it's just an exciting thing because that tells you that the player is understanding the importance of not just having this raw talent, but how do you actually use your head in certain situations to make a play. And we're starting to see that from him as well. But yeah, he's one of those guys where you say, my goodness, he is truly living up to the hype. And it made you and I start talking pre-show about other guys in and around the city, even I mean, Braves franchise as well, but other guys who've lived up to that hype. And I know for me, from the Falcons perspective, you had one guy, I had another. One of the guys I thought of immediately was Julio Jones. I Absolutely. mean, and when we talk about hype, when you pretty much mortgage the franchise to get one player and then that one player delivers almost almost to the time that he from the time he got here definitely almost to the time that he you know left the organization if you will mm -hmm. you would be hard pressed to find anybody other than julio jones or you'd be hard pressed not to co-sign on him as being one example of a falcon who lived up to the hype but i know you got somebody else too Absolutely. And, and I and I get I get to I put a pin in that because I, I think this is a really interesting stat. Right. Because, you know, you know, the start of the show, I started talking about Michael Harris. When we talk yes. about Michael Harris, who has some hype yes. of his own. Right. He's, he's living coming, up to it. He, That's he's right. living up to it as well. So, you know, with Ricky of the year, your first year, not even playing a full season. So all of those things are kind of coming into play now. How about this, though? Earlier on this week, T, you know, Michael Harris went three for three. Yes. This is his third time going three for three or better. Or better. In the last yes. 12 games. Yes. In the modern era, the only other MLB player, 22 or younger, to do that three times in a span of a dozen games, T, Ted, Ted Williams. Williams. Teddy ball game, T. This is, this is what you're talking about when, like, one of the better hitters to ever play the game. If he's been mentioned in those conversations, we already know. Like, he is living up to the hype and – as long as he's healthy, 
he's going to continue to live up to that hype. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, you love, you absolutely love to see it. And it's one of those things where we have to have that great appreciation for what Michael Harris II has done because, yeah, like you said, he had a little bit of a struggle, if you will, to start the season. But remember, he also had a back injury. And yeah. so that sometimes it takes a little bit of time to bounce back because you're utilizing that at the plate. You're utilizing that out in the outfield as well. So you got to give him a little bit of patience and grace for that. But as he starts to get back to 100%, he's starting to see, he's starting to look like the guy that you saw when he was called up where he skipped AAA last yeah. year. Only he's starting that. to look like that. Exactly. He's starting to look like that guy. So yeah, early returns on him living up to the hype. I'm co-signing with you. Absolutely. 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 And uh, another Falcons player, T, that I really feel like lives up to the hype. People can say what they want to say. Because when you think about Michael Vick, and what he was yes. able to do against Florida State in that nat in that championship game, and how he just basically took on Florida State, who had probably like twelve guys that end up going on playing in the NFL, right? And yeah. you see how yeah. you see the hype behind that, and then you get the news about the trade with the San Diego Chargers, and like, oh my gosh, the Falcons have traded up to go get you know draft Michael Vick, and then when he comes in, he steps on the scene, he does things that you know. Nobody had ever done in the organization winning uh, in the NFL. As a matter of fact, go in, win on the road in Lambeau Field in the playoff game. All those things, you know, just in the nightlife. And I don't even want to go yes. into the nightlife <laughs> and how he's changed that thing and how it was a party on, at 1 o'clock in the Georgia Dome every Sunday because we knew what he was going to bring to the table to do as a walking highlight factory. And yeah. so when you think about coming in with the pre-hype, the pre and playing, being one of the better college football players to ever play the game, and then, you know, a team trading up for you, and yeah. then they draft you number one overall. Then you come into a city that, you know, a lot of people look like you, like having that pressure as well. So all of those things, you got to say, like, it's initially definitely Michael Vick hype came in, and then he lived up to the hype, and then, you know, we, we know what happened after that. But like you said, when you're talking about the pre-hype, the hype and living up to it, I think Michael Vick is definitely a name that you have to throw in there as well. Yeah, and I believe on the United side, you have a couple of guys that you could talk about too, but Joseph Martinez is the one that I'm going to give the complete thumbs up to because he's the MVP. He's your guy who was there when you won your championship, right? And you yeah. went on multiple championship run runs, not just MLS, but he's that guy who literally was the face of the franchise and lived up to it from day one so i definitely like him and there are some guys that are coming up to be similar in the hype train that's with them like a tiago almada if you will as an example of who's there currently or your ghost yakamakas so they've got guys yakamakas. who are living up to the hype right <laughs> yakamakas, who literally both of those guys of course were named to the mls all-star team just yesterday so yeah certainly they have guys who could be honorable mentions but i've got to give joseph martinez the nod for for united as as the guy who lived up to the hype yeah, come on now. Little JoJo, you know, we 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 still got love for you, my dog. Yes, like I know you're doing your thing, you're going on now. Things didn't quite end the way end the way we, we probably they probably should have. It but happens, you know, but hey, you still still our guy. Still our yes, guy. Still you still lived up to the hype. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. When you got here, yeah, you showed and you proved. <laughs> and you know, some could say with the Hawks as well, I probably would go with like a Dominique Wilkins, just because thinking about the way he and of course, along with Michael Jordan, kind of them going back and forth against each other but kind of him living up to the hype of really being one who's responsible for changing the game i mean when you have a statue 
a statue in front of a building. That other guy has a statue in front of a building in Chicago, and you got a statue in front of a building here. Yeah, that's my, that's all the confirmation I need. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, I'm gonna give a nod. Right, exactly. And Trey, you're you know you're getting there. You're getting there. Of course, we're gonna talk a little bit about Trey Young in a minute. But Dominique Wilkins absolutely lived up to the hype because before Trey, did we really have another face of the franchise? No, Absolutely. it was Dominique then, and it's Absolutely. on some level continues to be uh, Dominique Wilkins. So, yeah. Absolutely. Now, I think, T, since you said Trey Young, we're going to talk about Trey Young. Trey Young was talking on this on podcast from the point about his relationship with Lloyd Pierce. You know, we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show and the real. Did Trey Young finally start telling the truth? We'll talk about that next. But first, we have to let you know that. This episode of ATL Day Once is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the number one sportsbook in America. And guess what, guys? You know baseball season is in full swing right now, and there's no better place to get in on the action than number one, the number one sportsbook in America, and that's FanDuel. Guess what? They have the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join today and guess what the Braves they're actually on the field right now as we speak so guess what see if you go get your in-game bet and see what's going on because you know the Braves are a team you need to get behind because you can win some money so don't miss your chance to snag a, a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today so just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So, everydayers, we appreciate you guys for stopping by because you stop by each and every day to hear what Jarvis and I have to say about so many different topics. Why? Because ATL Day One, as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, is all about us voicing our thoughts, our opinions, and all of that good stuff, right? So that's what we do on YouTube or, of course, wherever you download your podcasts. Where Trey Young does it is on his podcast called From the Point. Now, Trey uses that podcast, amongst other things, to give you a little bit of insight on who he is, but also to set the record straight on some things that maybe he feels has maybe some things that have been mismanaged um, in the media or maybe have given a different or a false perception than what he actually meant. So in one of his more recent episodes, in fact, his most recent episode, he did that where he weighed in on his relationship and his thoughts with his former coach, Lloyd Pierce. I think the reason me and Lloyd really couldn't see eye to eye on certain things is because he wants to win just as bad as I did. Right. But the team we had wasn't wasn't built built to win at that that time and so I, I feel like he was brought in to be a development coach and I was trying to win you know what I'm saying like and those two things just don't work well with each other because like there's a lot of days like I was I was working my so like my second year like I was I was working hard trying to win and we weren't winning as much I was an all-star starter like my second year crazy numbers and, that year and I was I was playing hard but I just feel like we we didn't see eye to eye and I just feel like he didn't believe in me as much as as much as the organization did at, at times. Well, 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 can I, you know me, let me, let me start. Let me start. <laughs> like, let me, let me go and get myself I'll let together. You, yeah, right. I was gonna say, I'll <laughs> let you react first and then I. <laughs> first of all, the guy that co-hosts the show with him, he, he got almost got, he almost kind of made me kind of put it on pause for a second, you know, may go and grab him a cigarette. 
especially when he was uh, Trey was started talking about how you know he, he made the All Star team his second year. Crazy numbers. I was like, all right, man, slow down, bro. Y'all homies. Like you don't got to do all that. But anyway, but back to what Trey said. So sorry, T. You know how I am sometimes. I get a little silly. But I think that I'm actually glad that he at least acknowledged that there sure. was an issue because what Trey is like. So he's been so submerged in like the NBA and and how you know he's his play and trying to win games and, and I'm being a little facetious here because he doesn't understand and, and realize that you know he's had any issues with anyone in this organization whatsoever everything's been all hunky dory and cool but but I say I say that to say to you I, th- I think one of the things that that is really cool about this and he even mentioned something in another clip uh, as well as far as acknowledging like where he you know kind of had a downfall and I think that I feel like he's acknowledging that he had a downfall without without acknowledging that he did have an issue with Lloyd and they did have there was discourse because you know we know that he did not acknowledge that and he trying to try to portray it as i you know, everything is all good. This is a made-up media story. So I think from the standpoint of at least acknowledging it, I really I feel, really feel like this may be potentially some sign of growth from the young man. So for me, I probably, and I know this will shock you, but mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be a little bit more reserved on my assessment of it. Okay. Because what I need to see it do is translate into training camp. I need to see it translate mm-hmm. into the season. I need to see how that evolves Trey as a leader. And I'm not saying that he's ever going to be that vocal guy that everybody keeps wanting him to be. If right. you're not that, you're not that. However, right. understanding the importance of at least leaning into it somewhat because that's the expectation for the best player on the team, right, wrong, or indifferent. But yep. you've got to lean into it at least somewhat because you've got to be about, especially now that this team has such a young core. We've talked about it the last couple of days. The most tenured Hawk is gone. So yep. now that the most tenured Hawk is gone, you're Trey, and then you're a whole bunch of young guys who are trying to make it work so that you can compete in a highly competitive Eastern conference. Right? So all of these little pieces above and beyond just the talent piece, those are the things that are going to make this team better. And I'd like to think, like you said, that this could be a starting point. I'd like to think that it could be a starting point. However, there were moments where I was like, okay, now are we acknowledging that, you know, this is a situation where you could go either in either direction? Like it yeah. seemed like it was an acknowledgement of Trey, like, hey, it wasn't just a one-way situation, like it was just all on Lloyd and boom, we're out of here. So yeah. I agree with you. That might be the first time I've ever heard something that sort of sounds like a concession, which is good. You gotta start somewhere. You have to have some type of self-awareness in order to show people that, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, there really is actual growth, but I'm interested to see how it actually shows itself in training camp when you have somebody like Kobe Lumpkin right behind you who's looking for guidance from you and potentially, you know, DeJounte Murray to say, hey, how do I now get this done on that on the pro level, if you will? That's an example for me. Or once you have a full offseason with a Quinn Snyder, and he starts to talk to you about some of the things that he shared with mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell and others to help them to grow into not just the players, but the individuals that they are as leaders with their teams as well. I just need to see a little bit more. I want to hear a little bit more of this. And then I want to see it in action so I can say, okay, yep, 
this is the evolution that we knew we needed to be patient for. Because remember, going into year five, we knew we needed to be patient for. But okay, now we're starting to see. And this is the type of thing, Jarvis, that I truly believe. If you look back at somebody like a Michael Jordan, for example, who some would say in the beginning of his, of his career was much more difficult to play with than in the end of his career. Remember, seven years. That's when Jordan got that ring. Steph Curry, seven years. That's when he got his ring. The reason I'm putting those things out there is because when you as the leader start to layer things on top of one another to make yourself better, then others go along with it. And then we can start talking about not just talent making the Hawks contenders, but the players, the interactions, and everything that they stand up for and stand for, that's what's going to bring them into contention. And, and I think you, you make a really good point about the Quinn Snyder piece because and the Donovan Mitchell, you know, kind of bring those in as bring him in as well. I, I think that also heard in that piece that Trey Young felt like Lord Pierce didn't believe in him. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? I was coming, I was and, gonna circle back to that one too. But go I, go for it. Yeah. And I so and, and I think that Lord Pierce to me came off as a person where you ain't done jack yet. That's kind of like that's that was his coaching style, right? Because we all know that nobody in that locker room pretty much liked him at all because it was so young and it might have been a bad pairing as far as yeah. what what you know pairing off a very super young team with a, a, a inexperienced coach and that that was a oil, that was like mixing oil and water and I think yeah. that that's why Trey and Lloyd ultimately you know yes. had discourse because when you think about when Quinn Snyder come into the equation just in 20 something games he earned Trey Young's trust right yeah you know what I'm saying there may be in a little uh well, Nate McMillan didn't, or may Trey didn't feel like Nate McMillan didn't have the the ultimate trust in him or or believed in him. He didn't feel that. At least if he did, he didn't feel it because you know Nate a little old school with it, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He kind of have that. You ain't done crap, but I've I've done something in this league too. So yeah. you know, I've, I've I've accomplished but, some things. Right? No, no, no. Keep going, keep going. But I, I you you're making some great points there. So um, I just want to jump in real quick and say what, yeah. agree, agree, and agree. Uh, remember before we used to talk about how Lloyd was the bridge coach, right? He right. was going to be yep. the guy between Mike Budenholzer and whomever else was there to take him to the promised land. You know, I kind of am resetting myself a little bit and thinking to myself, maybe Nate is the bridge coach in at the end of the day, because mm. maybe with what Lloyd brought to the table, you bring up a great point. This generation, you need to be a developmental coach like Lloyd is, but you better be a developmental coach with the right approach. Yep. It appears that Quinn Snyder has the right approach. Yes. And it's just what you called it. It's the belief in me. If I keep looking over my shoulder, thinking that you're not trying to develop me, but you're trying to question me yeah, and my yeah. talent, this and new generation, yeah. there it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. So I can imagine to your point that at some, at some juncture, it switched for Trey. Initially, he thought Lloyd was that guy that was going to coach him up and make him, you know, develop him into the greatness that he could be in the league. But at some point, then he began to think, okay, are you just questioning me? And like you said, Jarvis, the more players who started thinking that, the more they all tapped out. Nate got a little bit more of a buy yeah. because he is yeah. Nate McMillan. He yeah, is exactly. the guy who was on a Sonics team. He has a resume. That, there it is. That resume mm -hmm. gave him a little more cachet to be able to do it. But again, unfortunately for Nate, he tried to kind of get over the hump and get with the mindsets of the millennials, but he just couldn't quite get there. I think that Quinn is the guy who's going to get you there, which means now I'm shifting gears to say, actually, Lloyd, we thought you were the bridge. 
Nate's the bridge. He'll get them over the, he got them over one hump. And now I think Quinn gets them to where they need to be. Yeah. And, and I think that that's going to be the ultimate growth question, right? Can Trey grow along with, with Quinn Snyder's, yes. you know, teachings, uh, Alibaba teachings, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you know, the, the, the master of the mindset, right. You know, yes. get into the player's mind and, and be able to unlock what you need to unlock so you can, can go to that next level. I think that Quinn is that guy. And, you know, I think we've kind of unearthed something on this show today. Like Nate was a bridge. He he was the bridge coach. When you actually look at how these how how it has played out, and I think that Quinn is a guy that who has the ultimate respect, you know, all around the league and within with players around the league as well. Like that can't there ain't gonna be no finger pointing if if Quinn some, Quinn Snyder somehow gets fired and let go because they aren't living up to expectations. They're going to be, they're not going to be looking at Quinn Snyder. They're going to be looking at you, Trey. Yes. Yes. And that was something else that he said, like you said, we, we have more to kind of dig into because there were some very interesting things that came out of that most recent episode, but mm. you're absolutely right. At this point, now that you have a third coach in place and we can talk about more what we mean by that in tomorrow's episode. So guys, make sure you come back every yes. day or, but absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Quinn Snyder is that guy where he brings so much to the table and everybody's looking at him as being that guy who can get you maybe potentially to the promised land. So yeah, now the eyes are going to be back on you, Trey, if indeed it kind of comes to that. But like we said, everydayers, drop a note in the chat. I mean, are, do you think that the comments that we share with you guys that Trey made about Lloyd on his podcast are indeed comments that are showing the maturity and the growth? You let us know all the time. So don't forget, drop a comment in the section on YouTube and drop us, download us wherever you get your podcasts. Buddy, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. How about this, T? I talked about earlier about how LeBron is the GOAT, right? I wasn't necessarily talking about basketball because I, Jarvis Davis, refuse to have that conversation until LeBron James is retired and out of the NBA, which might be closer than what we think. But yeah, I will not have that conversation until LeBron James is retired. You know, it's all good. But I think off the court, though, I have to give it. To, I have to give him that title because he has, you know, his I Promise um, Foundation is, is they're celebrating the grand opening of the I Promise housing development, excuse me, which will provide 50 affordable units in Akron, his hometown of Akron, Ohio, T. And the 50-building unit will feature two, three, and four-bedroom apartments with fiber optic Wi-Fi, which is very important. We've learned on this show that fiber optic Wi-Fi is amazing. Absolutely. And some of the units are going to be designed for those with mobility and sensory needs. So how about that? LeBron James out here providing for the youngins so they can have a better life than he did when he was growing up. How about that? How boss is he with this move? Because you just said 50 units. Do you know the entire city of Atlanta had to wait for federal funding to get 50 <laughs> units of affordable housing? Come on now. The, a whole city. Uh, one player is able yeah. to do what an entire city has to do with their budget. This is big. This is really, really big. I saw... And uh, an article yesterday, or read an article, and actually saw just a little bit of a feature story yesterday about okay. this family who 
you know, they have some challenges. You talked about the mobility challenges. You talk, talked about the sensory challenges and they're there for them. And thankfully our partner, actually, uh, we were part of uh, the Tegna family and our partners over at 11 Alive did the story. They were able to get $65,000 raised for this particular family. The reason I'm bringing that up is because when you don't have to worry about finances, um, buddy of mine used to always say, there's no stress like financial stress. Your housing is a huge piece of that. Yes. So you don't have to concern yourself about having a roof over your head that is a quality roof for yourself and for your family. That is more than half the battle for you to be able to then focus the rest of your attention on other things that are important mm -hmm. in life, like making sure there's quality food on the table and making sure that your children have clothes on their backs and making sure that they're focused on school and education and not focused on, oh my goodness, is the roof gonna cave in or do we even have a roof over our heads tonight? So. I absolutely love just the ingenious thought process that is always behind every single thing that he does. And like you said, we don't have to discuss whether or not he's the goat on the court. That's for another day, another time. And like you say, another retirement. Right. But this, as far as what he does off the court. Oh yeah. No question. Goat yeah. status. Crazy. Yeah. So, so, so amazing. And I really feel like that's how, you know, it's genuine because I'm sure LeBron experienced that too, you know, being, yeah. and being raised in a single parent household. So he understands he's gone through those things. He knows what it's like to be able to have to worry about whether or not you're going to eat or whether mom's going to be able to, you know, keep us in the house. And I'm yes. sure he, he got brought into those situations where most of the time kids that age for some of us, you know, we didn't have to worry about, it, you know what I mean? So for him to be able to give back and do the, do those things, I, I just, just commend him. Like I, I will continuously commend LeBron for just being that dude off the court. Absolutely. Now, uh, how about this, T? You know, I got Chad with Bozeman, you know what I'm saying, rest in peace to, you know, black um, T'Challa himself. Um, he will be honored posthumously in, on the, the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. And they just announced the others or some other ones are, are your girl. I know you're going to bring her up too, but yeah, how about that? Ch Chad with Bozeman will be honored and he will have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. How about that? Like making sure you're acknowledging a guy that really had an impact on not only just as an actor, but just from as an African-American actor as well in the roles that he played. Yeah, he packed a punch in those 42, 43 years that he was here. No question. So, so excited to see that we're continuing to give him his flowers because like you said, his impact on our community, some of the things that he did low key. And this is the African-American community, the HBCU community, and yes. also, of course, the acting community overall. I just really am grateful that he's being acknowledged and also someone who's impacted some of those communities as well. Cheryl Lee Ralph, she's being honored. I saw her post something on Instagram and she, she mentioned him. She mentioned him in her post just to be excited to be in the conversation with him and be in the class of uh, those who are going into the, onto the walk of fame. And she was, you know, kind of in tears on her way from her homeland of Jamaica and yeah. saying how powerful it is because she's the flip side. She's one of those who listen, you have dreams and you don't know when they will come true. Your flowers may come. She's been in this game for decades. And all of a sudden in this last like year or two, she has become the it girl. So I'm just excited for my sore to be able to get her flowers. But yeah, excited for Chadwick Boseman too, because when you do so much and Jarvis, some of the things that he's done or did are still coming to light, even to this day, some of the people that he impacted and never spoke a word about it, just wanted to go about his business. I love that he's being honored this way. 
Absolutely. RIP to him. And also, I know we didn't talk about this pre-show, but I I feel like I had to bring it up because it's kind of kind of been sit, sit with me in a, in a in a certain way. Um Ryan Mallett, uh former NFL uh, yes. quarterback, yes. um Arkansas quarterback as well, SEC country, know uh, is very familiar with his work. Um he drowned um yesterday, so yeah, want to send a a, night, a quick condolences to his family and what they're maybe dealing with right now, uh, I think from my understanding, it was a drowning. He had drowned, yeah, drowned in, 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 in an incident. And, you know, those are some of the things that's just truly unfortunate. Like you said, what when you talk about dealing with death and all that, and it just, it's like, that's the thing that's the, for me T is the hardest to understand people who die young. Like, yeah, I, that is yeah. such a question that I feel like, man, God, can you give us some answers on this? Because I just don't understand. I just don't understand it. when, yeah. when people Especially the good like guys this. where, yeah. you know, I read an article where he was so excited about going back to Arkansas yeah. to be a head coach, coach and not yeah. just be a head coach, but to also be an educator because he wanted to impact those young kids in a positive way. And you think about him being an avid swimmer. But yeah. I'm telling you, just having lived in that area, that Florida Panhandle Beach, those riptides when they come and they've been yeah. in a they've been actually wreaking havoc for the last couple of weeks. But yeah. unfortunately, try as he might to get back to shore, just wasn't able to. So, like you said, um, condolences to his family and friends for a short life. But what seems like from all accounts, a life well lived. Absolutely. And people. We want to thank you for making ATL Day 1's your first listen of the day. Yes. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And not every dayers, if you're on YouTube or whatever, wherever the podcast is, leave us a five-star review. Drop a comment that you're every dayer, whatever. However, just make sure you show us some love. We really appreciate you guys for getting us to where we are right now, which we're almost on our way to 8,000 subscribers. So make sure you like and subscribe to this channel if you like what you're listening or watching to. Watching. Um, now, for, before we get out of here, I got to make sure we do this each and every day. If you don't do anything else for the rest of your life, make sure. This is very important, guys. Make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. Oh, 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 oh